Hello and welcome to episode 98 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, they got, they guess, they got jumped in an alley, but life's too short. Oh wow. Adam and Grace. Who came off worse? Uh, For you to decide, I guess. (laughs) I mess up that intro every time now, I know it's on the last episode, I just... Maybe the pressure's mm. getting to me. You know mm. what I mean? How do you, I, I don't know who. Well, I, just, I, get, I, I just ended up doing that. It's all right, babe. The pressure. How are we? Good. Very good. Very, very good. Good? Yeah. yeah. Good. I'm not sure how your, your mic is working. Oh, no. Mm. This is not what we want. This is a terrible start. Maybe it is working. Maybe it's it is. I'm just a bit Cut him out. Fantastic. No, <laughs> just gone. me and you. He's gone. <laughs> oh, You're it's... in my flat. I don't <laughs> understand. But I will go back to bed. That's not a problem. We just, just need to let us in. Let yourselves out. <laughs> Fantastic. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's been, been a moment. It has. A hot minute. We're a whole new season of weather. We are. You know, in the last podcast we did, we said about the weather changing. Mm-hmm. Oh. And here we are. Again. Well, it's it's fully fledged. Yeah. Cracking the flags. It is cracking the flags. Because I was moaning that I thought I had a fever, but actually it was just <laughs> it was just not minus five. <laughs> and I feel like that's the life. But now it's it's like shorts weather. Oh yeah. It's like twenty every day. Cracking mm-hmm. the flags. The mercury is hitting. So and crack, cracking the flags is an original Elvinilo saying. It is. It's, is it? It well, is. We, we didn't coin it, but we, <laughs> we talked about it extensively. We just say it a lot. We, we do. Yes. <laughs> well, that was episode. One or two. Yeah, beautiful. Because I thought cracking the flags meant the sun through the flags. You know what I mean? Like on the pole. You know, uh, if you were like in a village. Like the sun was cracking through the flags. It's like you look at the flag, wow, look at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I didn't realise it meant it's that hot. To get the flags it's out. Cr- that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought That it is meant. a new... No, it's like, like at cracking. the beach when they get the flags out, like don't swim over here. Uh, but, but it's... <laughs> Hey, it's um, hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. So I, I, listen, you might be right. Am I wrong? I think it is. Adam, for the third time, explain what this well, is. Well, I, I'm assuming I'm right, as always. As, <laughs> as a white man, I'm assuming I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> but my interpretation has, has always been that it's that hot that the paving slabs are cracking. Can you believe that? Wow. Thanks for listening that. the first time around, Grace. <laughs> But I could be wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. I don't ever want us to Google it. No? I don't want to know. I'd no, like no. all three of our versions to be possible. Yeah, I, I and they are all right possible. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but <laughs> not, that is very generous, isn't it? <laughs> I like the cracking through the flag. I'm not sure about your warning but flags. I it's like, oh, crack the flags out. Like, like crack, crack. Ce- celebration flags? <laughs> like crack a beer up and crack the flags. If you went to church in the 90s, we all know. Yeah, that's true. You crack the flags out. You get them out. There's crap flags with like Jesus as Lord and a weird dove on it. Hosanna, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, there we go. But there's a reason why we've been away for so long. Mm. So mm. last podcast was in March. Oh, wow. And here we are in June. But, uh, we've oh, all, <laughs> but we've all been quite busy, right? We so, have. We have. But Grace, you, uh, we got a message one day. There was no announcement that the pod would be not mm. coming back for three months. Mm. But suddenly Grace just messaged us with mm. a, Grace, what did you message? I don't remember the exact wording. Right. Do you? Mm. It started with, guys, don't hate me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of thought when reading it well. Uh, too late. It's, it's, too, <laughs> well, it's a bit late to be asking. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> wow. 
But you've been finishing your masters, right? I finished my masters. Ooh, became a whole, became a whole master. Nice. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Master Grace. Master Grace. Preempted. Nothing's happened yet, but About. it will. How do you? What is master in Spanish? Maestro. No, that's oh, Italian. Maestro. Nah. <laughs> Mastero. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> giant leaps. Oh, Master Really insulting the whole Iberian peninsula. <laughs> El Master Grace is here. Well, there we go. And so we went on a little break. Mm. And, and then, since then, we literally. So you said you could come back May sometime. May, yeah. And then, literally, we've not been able to find a date. No. Busy, busy. But yeah. we are committed to seeing this through. Absolutely. Yeah, committed to the Avenue Holes. That's right. But it holes. I sounded like I said holes, didn't I? <laughs> because the elven hole is... <laughs> is, is the Neil Hose. That's bad. That's who. That's more respectful. <laughs> but, but we're committed to it, but it's mm-hmm. just going to take us mm-hmm. some time. And so mm-hmm. Like if, all good things. That's, yeah. that's right. So if you're sticking with us, thank you so yeah, much. We're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. But there you go. And if you think this is a brand new podcast, it's not. Go yeah. back. It's a relaunch. <laughs> What's different? <laughs> Nothing we just do. <laughs> but there we go. And it's hotter. Mm. But there you go. Fantastic. So we're going to talk about the Velvet Underground. Mm. And the album, so that's the band. And the album is the Velvet Underground and Nico. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this year is 1967. It is. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a no wonder they changed the original list because imagine how much we would have talked about it. It would have been crazy, wouldn't it? Would have, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this year a lot, but, lot. but yeah. But rather than going through the same old, this is what happened in 1967, mm-hmm. old news, But you're going to tell us a bit about the uh, the background, the album? Just a little bit about the band. The bit about the band. Because I feel like the Velvet mm-hmm. Underground are a band you hear about, but you might not know mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. about them. So. Had any, any of us listened to this before? Never. No. I think I'd given it a go and I was like, oh. Fair. But, um... But yeah, but I was like, mm. Mm. well, we'll anyway, get there. We'll get there. Please. No, we'll get there eventually. But it's about you're right there, isn't it? It's a band you're not really, and you're not really mm. sure so, you've listened. The Velvet Underground was an American rock band formed in New York City, New York City, in 1964. <laughs> Is that how they speak? Uh, yes. <laughs> New York City. Shut <laughs> bastard in New York City. Um, <laughs> it originally comprised uh, singer and guitarist Lou Reed, who we all know from. Uh, lovely day, lovely day, perfect day, perfect day. Lovely day is Bill Withers. Yep, um, that's a good mix of them. <laughs> is, uh, multi-instrumentalist John Cale, guitarist Sterling Morrison, great name, uh, and drummer Angus McLeese. McLeese uh, and McLeese was replaced by Mo Tucker in 1965. These names are wild. Yep. I want you to say Angus McLeese in your New York City thing that you've been doing. Angus McLeese. <laughs> <laughs> New York City. <laughs> um, so McLeese was replaced by Mo Tucker in 65 and uh, they played on most of the band's recordings. Um, though their integration of rock and the avant-garde achieved little commercial success, they became, apparently, one of the most influential bands in rock, underground, experimental and alternative music. Um, their provocative subject matter, musical experiments and nihilistic attitudes um, was also influential in the development of punk rock and new wave music. Um, so quite a big turning point for the Velvet Underground was it in 66, the pop artist Andy Warhol, 
He was Pavardas. Andy Bec- Warhol. Andy Warhol <laughs> became their manager. Um, and they served as the house band at Warhol Studio, The Factory, and his traveling multimedia show, The Exploding Plastic Inevitable, from 66 to 67. Now, I thought this would be a great opportunity to talk a little bit about Andy Warhol, because why not? Mm. Yeah. Because, again, you hear the name, you see the the picture of Campbell Soup, but you don't know. Mm. But it is important, isn't it? And unless you're watching Sky Arts, you don't yeah. really know anything, do you? You don't know anything. No. Or you're a teacher and it's on the curriculum. Or you're a te- yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or you've watched Man in Black 3 and you've seen him on there. He's in Shut up. It's not him, it's Bill oh. Hader playing him, but oh. yeah, it's really good. So, Andy Warhol, um, born Andrew Warholer Jr., um, in 1928, uh, was an American visual artist, film director, producer, and leading figure in the pop art movement. Uh, his works explore the relationship between artistic expression, advertising, and celebrity culture that started to flourish by the 1960s um, and span a variety of media, including painting, silk screening, photography, film, and sculpture. Uh, some of his best-known works include the silkscreen paintings, Campbell's Soup Cans. Have you seen that one where it's mm-hmm. just a can of soup? Mm-hmm. Which he did in 62. And Marilyn Diptych. Dip- you know that one where it's the four? Marilyn's. Marilyn's. Different, different colours. Um, and he also did some experimental films called Empire and Chelsea Girls. Um, and he had a multimedia event known as the Exploding Plastic Inevitable. So this was really a time, in, especially in New York, in The Village, where um, a lot of people are, yes, experimenting with drugs, but also experimenting with art, with music. Um, the Summer of Love is on the way. That kicks off in 68, is it? Seven, I think. Summer of 67. But it, it, it's about to all kick off in America. Woodstock is on the horizon as well. Mm. It's all, like, kicking off. And people are... this like, underground cult- countercultural movements are happening... And it's all centered around art and it's all centered around people gathering together and celebrating like random things. It's like, all just a bit unhinged. It's all a little bit unhinged and like people go, oh, guys, it's not an event. It's a happening and we're all just mm. in the moment and it's all very. But I guess like 10 years before this, if you think about 57, mm. you might have pulp, pulp, pop culture, mm. like icons like Elvis. Yeah. Like kind of on the way, but it's not really the same level of pop culture. It's like this is the birth mm. of pop culture, and like, we—I don't know if, well, I know I—I I can assume in fifty-seven you ain't having art galleries that are just showing all this stuff. Or no. it's mm. like innovations and mm. art and music and clothes and fashion. It's not just like the Beatles. Mm. It's like an explosion yep. of everything that we just take for granted now. I guess yeah. is like in this moment, isn't it? And New York is like a real, like London is a hotbed. Mm. New York is a hotbed. LA is a hotbed, but less of a hotbed, really. And those three Mm. places are just like where you want to be. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. And so Warhol's putting on these just, not shows as such, but just happenings, these gatherings, (laughs) showing off his art. And then for that, he decided he would have a band play. And that band was the Velvet Underground that we're going to talk about with their first album now. Fantastic. Fantastic. So the Velvet Underground mm. and Nico is the debut studio album by the American rock band, the Velvet Underground, with German singer Nico. Uh, and it was released in March of 1967 um, through Verve Records. That's a good 
to put it in. Mm. Uh, it was recorded in 66 while the band were features on Andy Warhol's uh, explore, Exploding Plastic Inevitable Tour. Exploring plastic. Come on. Explo- sorry, I missed. Exploding <laughs> plastic. Exploring. I don't want to explore plastic. <laughs> uh, the album features experimental performances uh, and like controversial lyric topics, including drug abuse, prostitution, sadomasochism. Can't say it. And uh, sexual deviancy. Mm, there you go. And it's interesting because I guess like the album sounds quite like. So people will say that this album is like, um, you know, when we listen to the Patti Smith album mm. and it's like pre-punk <sighs> punk. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is like pre-pre-punk. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is like early on. But, and so it doesn't sound very punky, but there are like very early elements that are going to be taken over. But mm. really, it sounds like quite 60s and quite soft. Yeah. Quite lovely, but with these lovely like um, sounds is that nihilistic, like, well, there is no hope <laughs> and the world is ending <laughs> and life is just pretty grim or mm-hmm. whatever. And just these, like, different thoughts. Um, and so the album initially sold quite poorly and was mostly ignored by music critics at the time, but later became regarded as one of the most influential albums in rock and pop music, described as the original art rock record, which you can see. It's quite art rocky. Mm, sure. Yeah. I, I would say... The original art rock record is Pet Sounds. Sure, yeah. But mm. now I'm starting to wonder whether Pet Sounds is before this or after it. Can you just define <coughs> art rock for? I mean, I I know I know what it means, but mm. just for other people, <laughs> well, <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Yeah, I don't know if I could describe what it is actually, but I guess like obviously it's rock and it's got that like avant-garde mm. kind of. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I think, well, you could play this on piano, but why don't you play it on Glockman's piano stairs? Uh, so I get so you. Yeah. it's an, <laughs> you know, sometimes we can overcomplicate things, you know, sure. like, oh, it's so avant garde. It's just a new way of doing things. Right. And so, like, there's just like a bit more of a modernist, experimental way of doing things. And so, like, maybe a post rock thing. So, um, if you think about, like, uh, the Sex Pistols, mm. and they're like, want to move away from the four chords that the Beatles would play. And there's like open chords, even though, no, yep. that's an over exaggeration of how rubbish they were. <laughs> it's kind of like the opposite of that. So they'd go like power chords, mm. really heavy. But you could go the opposite way as well and go like just really simple triads on a piano. And it's just like, I don't know, like minimalist and right. spacious and really conceptually a bit different and so it'll put things like a little bit of experimental avant-garde classical music a bit of jazz in there and so merged together it's literally just sounds like pet sounds but (laughs) that that is like the the, i think that's the album you want to listen to but um but yeah so it's like that's what art rock is really um so this is described as the original art rock uh, record and it was a major influence on some of those alternative Punk, garage, uh, post-punk, shoegaze. I've got into shoegaze recently. Shoegaze. Shoegaze. Yeah. Not sounds I ever thought you'd say. Mm. I know. It's like a. It's like dream pop. It's like, spacey and big reverb. Ethereal. Ethereal. That's a mm. good example. Yeah. So all those genres really um, 
kind of come out of this. And in 1982, English musician Brian Eno. Either of you know Brian Eno? Yeah. Can't say I don't. Curious Brian Eno is something else. Uh, Quipped that while the album only sold approximately 30,000 copies in its first five years, everyone who bought one of those 30,000 then started the band. Nice. Um, So, yeah, so this is quite like an influential or like a breaking out of the mold that's been created by other bands. And if you think about like um, like the British uh, takeover scene and that kind of thing, this is like a whole different world, really. So there you go. So what did we think of this album? Grace, you haven't spoken mm. very much. Do you want to start mm. us off okay. with what you thought? So I first thought it was wild that Andy Warhol was the manager. What's going on? Bit weird. True. But I can see, like, oh, that's a proper diva thing to do. Like, oh, I'm doing an art show. Let's mm. get a band. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not just get a band, not just hire a band. Just, just, just make I want to manage a band. Like, uh, wild. Yeah. Uh, but okay, Andy, you know, good flex. Right. But when the band. Good <laughs> <laughs> flex. <laughs> when the band. Are okay, Andy, good flex. <laughs> I like that. When they're talking about this album, they said, we were trying to do a Phil Spector thing. Oof. Oh, right, well, that's your first problem, isn't it? Media wife. Yeah, what? Why is anyone trying to do that? Why is anyone? Why are you saying that? What an embarrassment! A what? mix, though. Mm. If I said I'm, I'm really wanting to <laughs> treat people like Phil Spector treats people. <laughs> yeah, 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 then you're not. <laughs> you're not. You're not doing well in life. No, but even musically, we all know my feelings. In '67, the- this is before Let It Be or anything. Mm-hmm. It's like literally like. Mm. Okay. Every mm-hmm. it's still a big deal, but Phil's still Phil. You've only said half the quote as well. Well, I know, but but I see you. We can all paraphrase. I know. I, I don't want to defend Phil. Don't know, be defending him. Don't. But just in the time, you know. Mm. Context is everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And and I'm sure it sounded great to them at the time. Mm. But oh, hindsight right. is twenty twenty, right? right. <laughs> and no attempt to make things sound like a Phil Spector thing is going to be good. Don't do it. He don't try. Do some good stuff. No, he didn't. Come on. Tell me one good thing he did. I mean the um what's the the song that he did with the that Motown group? Oh, wait, Motown. Okay. Oh, I think it's the Shirelles, but Yeah, the Shirelles. That one was That was that was quite good. Mm. It was But but then also am I putting that down to him or am I putting that down to the artists mm. and actually their mm-hmm, their yeah. talent and it yeah. being just a really good song. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think you know, the Ronettes, you know what I mean? Mm. You were like, they were smashing it. River Deep, Mountain High. You know I mean? Yeah, but... Did he do River Deep, Mountain High? Yeah. Oh, he's forgiven. That's an yeah. absolute banger of a but tune. It's so he's good. He's like... <laughs> he's on that desk, you know what I mean? Yeah, he I knows, that was, that was coming out of your mouth, and that's wild. Yeah. yeah. But that, anyway, River right, Deep so Mountain. strike Sometime one. in New York City by Charlotte... Oh, no, no, forget that. <laughs> forget that. <laughs> But Phil Spector, not bad. Sorry, go on. Carry you know on. what I mean? Fair, fair. Strike one for Absolutely the band. Absolutely fair, fair. <laughs> um, What's the rest yeah. of the quote? Anyway, oh, I don't know the rest of the quote now. I only, wrote, I only wrote the first half. Oh. Have you got the rest of it? Yeah, it was something like, uh, we wanted to make a mix like Phil Spector, mm. but with less instruments. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, that's it. They wanted to be more minimalist. Yeah. Which they, like, for sure achieved, because it's hardly any. But, but it's, well, it's not hard. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought that was a good. It is a full album with mm-hmm. very little mm-hmm. going on. True, true. Um, now we've got a very promising start. I love the first track. Love's a strong word. 
I've, I enjoyed the first track. Fair. I enjoyed it. I like that first track, Sunday um, morning. Took me by surprise. It was mm-hmm. my favourite on the album by far. Mm-hmm. With everything that's going on in there. Strong starter. Um, but did you know that was added later? Oh. Yeah. No, the, when they were struggling to get it, like, out there because of all the wild mm-hmm. lyrics and everything, all the wild songs that go down. Some conspiracy going on here. They recorded that track, added it on. Mm. Wild. Mm. Wild. Um, but they really peaked. They really peaked too soon. <laughs> First track peaked. It all goes downhill after that. It's um, disappointing, to say the least. Disappointing. Um, now, with that first track, I can hear like how they would have influenced the likes of Arctic Monkeys, which is wild because it's not necessarily punk. But yeah, it's I same, feel like the same indie like thing. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I could hear them listening to that and be like, "Oh yeah, we do that." Sounds well, weird. like later on, that not like original Arctic Monkeys, like later down the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I see that. Um, but I just feel I just feel that influence. Um, but yeah, then it all gets really disappointing. By Venus in Furs, and what is that? One, two, th- oh, the third, fourth track. Okay. I'm dead. I'm dead. Dead. I'm, I'm absolutely done in. No, it isn't. It's fine. Absolutely yeah. gone. It is the worst. The worst couple of tracks back to back. I am done in. I am. I've lost the will to live. Wow. Lost the will. <laughs> I am just having a terrible time. It all sounds like trash. The lyrics, wow. trash, stupid. The, the fact that the songs are about being addicted to drugs, prostitutes, it's not, it's not a good start. Like, oh, listen to these songs, this is what they're about. Well, it's a bit stupid, isn't it? How silly of you. <laughs> Heroin, the most vile song. I can understand the very, you know, it's, it's representative of being on heroin. I get that. So I can't relate. I don't know what it's like to be on heroin. If that's what it's like, I'm very glad I can't relate. Mm. It's horrific, that song. The most vile, gross thing ever. Perhaps a wonderful representation. But stupid. Having never done heroin. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to find a heroin addict to ask them. Maybe it's very accurate. <laughs> Maybe we have to try some heroin. Maybe they love it. Maybe, yeah. If you've got some heroin in your system, it sounds great. Maybe. Um, but for me, my heroin-free veins, it's not a vibe at all. What a shower. What a flex. <laughs> what a flex. Um, run, run, run. Started off so promising. Yeah. I was like, we've pulled it back. I was like, they've, they've done it. Mm-hmm. They had me on there. It was, it was just a hoax, though, because they, they, were, they were coming back. No, a terrible. Starts off great. And you're like vibing. Having a great time, that little rolling groove, keeping on going. Mm. Then what the hell happens? It all goes completely wrong. In that song? Yeah. Oh. There's about fifty solos. Fifty <laughs> solos too many. What are you? What are you listening to in your like? Trash. No, in your life, like outside of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trash. No. <laughs> like, what are you listening to? Like Taylor Swift. But you know, I think it's like there's elements. What what bits of Taylor Swift are you listening to? Everything. <laughs> Speak now. Come to but do you not think <laughs> like bits of like because we've listened to Taylor Swift albums on this uh-huh. podcast that kind of sound like this, mm-hmm. like nice and minimalist, chill. But that's the thing. This isn't nice and minimalist. It's minging. <laughs> I and, don't know what's minging about. Is it? it just the content of the lyrics that's minging? No, I can't describe it musically. It's like, but it is busy. 
like it's minimalist in terms of like the number of instruments, but they've got things layered. But they've got not, stupid things going on. But it's not compared to like pet sounds and well, salt no. and peppers. It's not like mental, but it's, it's like just completely opposite to that. It sounds gross. I'm just not into this experimental vibe right now. I'm just <laughs> not into it. Okay, fair. And we can call it experimental, but basically. It's just weird. And I can understand why this would go along with Andy Warhol, to be honest. Yeah. I can understand why he'd love this. He's all over it, I'm sure. Mm. He had nothing to do with it because he had not have a clue what he was doing. But mm. I'm sure he was there like, guys, this is great. I love it. Mm. Um, but I just think, like, yeah, it's very artsy, experimental, clever, <clears throat> clever representations. There's a lot of, like, when you look at the, like, so the Black Angels death song. <laughs> that song, listen to that, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a song for... Black Angel's Death. Great. Yeah. But it's like the most vital song. If I was just like, I don't know, in a little party, someone put that on the background, I'd be like, get out. But like, you can have like sad sound of music or aggressive sound of music or like, you know yeah, what I mean? It's fine to exist. I just hate it. <laughs> it can exist for sure, you know. Yeah, fair, okay. Who right, am I fair. to say no? Okay, you know? fair, yeah. Okay. But it's just I hate stupid. It, it's just. To me, I just hate experimental stuff and I'm just annoyed with it at the moment. I love experimental stuff. I just think it's stupid. Music. We can all experiment, do you know what I mean? Do it in your mom's basement with but, your mates. But when it's experimental, but it influences millions of people, is when you've struck genius, right? When it's experimental, know. but accessible, is when you've hit the goals. I don't know if it is accessible. Well, and well, it took it, ages to take off. If something takes ages to take off, there's a question mark over it. Yeah, but we're talking about here, 50 years mm, later. Mm, it's very true. Yeah. But I just, for me, it just, it just, it wasn't my vibe. They started off so strong. If it had stayed like that, like Sunday morning, mm. I'd be loving it. Fair. Mm. But then it just all went wrong. Well, fair enough. So you weren't a fan? I wasn't a fan that one <laughs> bit. Um, Adam, what did you think? Sam. Uh, so I'd never listened to the Velvet Underground. One of those bands that people really kind of rave about them. Mm. Like, oh, Lou Reed. Lou Reed was fantastic. And can I just say, all the the two <laughs> songs I'd heard from Lou Reed, Perfect Day, and um, what's the other famous one? Take a Walk on the Wild Side. Garbage. <laughs> I don't understand people rave about Lou Reed. Mm. He's, he's singing terrible. For a start. And Do you just, really think those two songs are rubbish? Yeah. I don't like Take a Walk on the Wild Side. Take a Walk on the Wild Side. It's a bit long, but I do. so bad. But it's a cool vibe. a little bit racist, I think. The best thing about that song <laughs> is that it spawned the hip-hop track, Can I Kick It? Yes, you can. I believe a trial called Quest. That I like. But that song is so boring. And it's, it is I, a bit boring. I, but... Yeah. But perfect day. <sighs> I wanna spend it with you. I don't know. Just uh, just go take a heroin on a park bench somewhere else. You know, <laughs> go do your crack cocaine somewhere else, man. Yeah. We shouldn't shouldn't have a go at drug drug addicts. They're addicts, you know. It's it's up. Anyway, so yeah. So I I never listened to them. So not a hundred percent sure why, but I just don't because people are like, oh, it's groundbreaking. Like this is like we've just heard. You know, this spawned mm. so many. But what in what way is this groundbreaking? Yeah. This to me, it's wow. just the kinks. If you told me this was the Rolling Stones, I'd say, yeah, sure. Literally nothing about this in my mind is groundbreaking. It sounds yeah. so run of the mill. Mm. Now, I might be wrong. I'm, I'm very uneducated. I, I don't know a lot about a lot. But I just think, like, 
this isn't special. This mm. is not a special. I can understand why it didn't sell many, many. But it did eventually. You know what I mean? But I don't understand why. I don't understand why at all. It's so, and it's so another sixties rock band. It's so run of the mill. But it, but it isn't. Do you not think? No, I don't. I do hear the Rolling Stones thing. No, we're listening to the album as we like talk about this, mm. and like I do hear that this sat we're on like track two. It sounds like the Rolling Stones. Like I hear that. Yeah. It's got that Mick Jagger like just mumbling thing. You know. But, but I think. It's like the whole thing, so it's not just that it sounds like it's the whole album altogether. Mm. So like that first track didn't sound like the Rolling Stones. True. The Rolling Stones would be flipping lucky if they could even be close, you know, <laughs> in the same room as this. You know what I mean? Like that nice, like whatever that um, xylophone intro is on Sunday morning. You know, they couldn't do anything like that. They just, mm. they were just so rubbish to yeah. be honest and so i just think like in its time it's like wow this is so different man it's got this beat and it's like you know the beatles so like the white album hasn't even come out yet huh. i can imagine the beatles like listening to it it's like yeah i can kind of hear some like mm. you know i think it's like a different time of like nothing exists everything well, is new you can everything hear the phil, like, phil Spector vibe though i think you can mm-hmm. on some of them not the weird ones mm-hmm. but I don't know. Um, Femme Fatale was interesting. Like, I was like, oh, okay, this mm. is different. You know, having that female singer that, and she's she's mm. German, isn't she? Nico, got the German accent. Yeah. And so she's got that kind of monotone bit of an accent, which is great. And I don't think a lot of American audiences may have heard that at the mm. time. So that's really interesting. So I was like, okay. Mm. I can't decide if I like her voice or not. There are parts where I'm like, oh, yeah, there's. Really good. I like it. And the one thing that's really like, oh, it's weird. Yeah. One thing I will say about about this song, Fan Fatale, is it sounds very amateur. Mm. It does sound a little bit like not polished. And maybe I shouldn't expect to be polished if it's like a punk and it's like mm. meant to be a bit a bit different. But I'm just like, is this the best takes? <laughs> I don't you think guys that got? vibe is well. Do you know? I think this sounds so pro, this whole thing. Yeah, really? I had to. But uh, I don't think it was like that. I think it was like a very cheap album to make. A mm. very like just smashed out. I can't remember how much it was now, mm. but I don't know. It might have been cheap to me, but. I feel like I read somewhere it was like just over a grand to make the whole thing. Wow. In 67. Well, now. 67. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's still quite a bit. It's like three million pounds. <laughs> 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 um, interesting that you mentioned Run, Run, Run. I really enjoyed that. That was my favorite oh. song. Really good. Um, super catchy. It's about seven minutes long. Yeah, but it was just dead catchy in that rolling beat, like you said. And I really mm. enjoyed the chorus, did some things that made me go, oh, oh, I like that. Mm. Um, that just to be slightly contrarian, I, I wanted Beach Boys to do a cover of it. I think if the Beach Boys <laughs> did a cover of Run, 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 it would be incredible because the opportunity for some really mm. great harmonies on that chorus. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, without them, it was fine. It was really fun. Mm. I, I enjoyed it. Um, there she goes again. I got a bit of a Dylan vibe. There's a bit of Dylan yeah. vibe to this, I think. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Mm. I'd say. Um, overall, um, I just... It's got that New York thing going on. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got that New York thing. Kind of overall, my thoughts on the album, it's just so middle of the road for mm. me. I just... Not special. It's crazy. Mm. Not special. I think, I think this album wouldn't even be... As oh, in pop culture, if it wasn't associated with Andy Warhol, yeah, it's a bit. 
And maybe if it wasn't associated with some... Oh, I don't know, maybe Lou Reed's latest success with, you know, with his own stuff wouldn't have even come along if not for... for but I just think because it was connected to that, not that they got lucky, but they were in the right time in the right place. They mm. were in New York. Yeah. They were doing this type of music. And it got picked up by a fella who liked that type of thing, who was already quite big because mm. of his own success. Would they have made it on their own? Maybe, but I just think. Mm. Fair enough. They had yeah. to convince the label to take a man. Yeah, but that's not in that. You know, there's plenty of bands like that, aren't there? I, I think this sounds great. I, I thought it was a great side of that one. And I thought it was pretty... That's such a you thing, though, to love this type of music. But what if, what if you are just cynical? You right? are Andy Warhol. Well, thanks. You're him. Thanks so much. <laughs> now, I thought it sounded really great, and I could see that, like, this is the beginning of, like, our ex- experimental, arty rock. And I, I just love that genre. And if if something inspires Brian Eno, I'm loving it because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad that there's no Brian Eno albums on this list because you would absolutely, yeah. you would, you would know <laughs> yeah. what you did hate. Did he do them, Tubular Bells? Yeah, he yeah. did like these albums called um, "Music for Airports," right? Oh, yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like ambience. It's like three minutes of one note, you know, all that stuff. Like, just piano is like not on beat. It's just like there's no bar of music. It's just like whatever you know whatever goes i love stuff like that and i think you know i think this is like another expression of that pet pet sound sergeant peppers like how how far can you push the boundaries Mm. you know as these like young people in new york Mm. what can we and i thought like okay you might not like all of it and that's okay but like what's come from it is just like is this other expression of new wave punk you know just like i just th- i think it's a sick album i thought sunday morning like even if that song alone is just so good that it's like mm-hmm. i'm just into it strong opener really strong opener and the rest of it really, you get sounds on there that you're like how did they do that how did that work because they don't just have a, like midi keyboards in front yeah. of them mm-hmm. and they just like oh i'll just reverse the track on logic it's like no we have to like figure out in- innovative ways of doing it mm-hmm. so um. Yeah, I really loved it. Good. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how people like different things, isn't it? Mm. It is. It's kind of strange, and not any spoilers. But when we listened to the album this week, I thought this was so fresh compared to that. Because I was just like, it's just another oh. album with electric guitars. Mm. Just like, and I love electric guitars. But there's no like originality or anything. It's mm. just like, Fair you know, I don't know. Well, there we go. Should we take a break and then we're going to talk about all time lows? Yeah. Latest release. <laughs> Fantastic. We are going to talk about a "Tell Me I'm Alive," which is the ninth studio album by American rock band All Time Low. It was released on March the seventeenth. That's the last time we did a podcast. Uh, 2023. <laughs> uh, and the label. This might be the best label we've heard so far. Mm. Fueled by Ramen. Oh, nice. That's wow. fun. Lovely. Very That's millennial. Very millennial. Uh, and so the release of Wake Up Sunshine in April 2020 coincided 
with this little thing called COVID-19 pandemic, mm. preventing the band from touring. They continue to write music amidst global shutdowns. Must have been so hard for them, wasn't it? Must have been so yeah. difficult. Writing their music. So. <laughs> uh, over the course of two years, the band wrote an estimated 30 songs. You wow. know what? I didn't ask that many. Do you not think? No. It's difficult to write lock- one. In lockdown, then. Two years. Oh, when you've got nothing else to do. It's your, it's your ninth album. Mm. I, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, some of which became the tracks for Tell Me I'm Alive. Vocalist Alex Gasgarth and guitarist Jack Barakat uh, stated that many of the album's themes, such as loneliness, were drawn from emotions and experiences from what they had witnessed from the pandemic. So, what did we think of this album, Grace? Now, you've already kind of called me out here, Matt. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because you're saying how it's like super... You're about to say, right, that was dead experimental <laughs> and it's rubbish. And now you had to say, this is dead safe and it's rubbish. Is that what you're going to no. do? No, I'm not. Because it's all... Like, it's nothing new, this album. Not Don't get me wrong. Thing. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely nothing new. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but it, it slaps. Oh, you're messing. <laughs> Are you kidding? It slaps. <laughs> I freaking love it. I freaking love it. I'm going to listen to it all the time. Absolutely all the time. Tell me I'm alive. Banging. What a great opener. And then it... But it, that isn't where it ends. Is this because it right. just sounds like McFly? Is that why? It definitely doesn't sound like McFly. It sounds better than McFly. <laughs> um, one that I didn't think I would like Calm down He gets mm. a little bit shouty No I don't like shouting Oh you don't? Don't I like raising of the voice I enjoy that I'm not here for a screamo song But I fucking love this song <laughs> I'm not I flipping but love, I love it. it But I love <laughs> it <laughs> I just And maybe I'm biased right So Sam loves All Time mm. So I hear a lot of their stuff Yeah Some of it's better than others some of it's worse, some of this. Fair. This. Great album. Great, great album. All very palatable. Don't get me wrong, very saney. Yeah. As do it you, always is. I'm with you on that one. Do you like pop punk? Yeah. I used to. I used to be like some... Yeah, me was, too. Some, <laughs> but in the dark, secretly, because I was a child, so I couldn't, you know... You couldn't be seen conforming with the goths. Yeah, I couldn't. No. I couldn't. But, but you snuck a sneaky little monster up to your room. What did you listen to as a kid? All American Rejects. Mm. Nice. Um, who sang? Gives you help. <laughs> who sang "Fall for You"? I was gonna sing it then. Fall for you. Tonight will be the night. Tonight will fall for you. Fall for you. Over again. I don't even know. I don't know. Secondhand serenade. I loved all the stuff. I've never heard of that band. They've got a song called "Vulnerable." Listen to it. Beautiful. I cry every time. That's the most 2010 thing I've ever heard. Secondhand serenade. Secondhand serenade. They got a song called again. Vulnerable. Listen to it and cry. You'll thank me later. Right. Over again. So but, the, but just before you carry on, uh, yeah. this is dog shite compared to that. It, hold on. It just is. No, but. It's rubbish. It's, it's not. It's not original. It's just the same thing, but we're 15 oh, years no, later. Oh, no, no. Yeah, it's not original for sure. Not original for sure. But it's produced well. It's mixed well. Good songs. Right. Great vibes. It's bland. That's and, but it, it hasn't got the stupid accent. Like the fall for you. <laughs> like it hasn't got that. We've evolved as a genre. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. I which love is, that Which genre, is a classic like pop yeah. punk. Love that. Every, love it. Like you're not actually a pop punk artist unless you do that with your voice. Yeah, yeah. But I still, I love it. Have you, ever heard, heard, mm. <laughs> have you ever heard the band Neck Deep? Yeah. They're, no. they're from, <laughs> they're good, you know. But they're from uh, Wrexham. 
So like down oh. the road, but they've got like proper California accents, oh, like just in the singing. But it's sick. It sounds great. I love it. <laughs> it's, anyway, it's so stupid though, but you gotta love it. Have I we done it. next deep on the podcast? I don't. I don't know. I don't oh, think so. Yes. Okay. I haven't. I feel like I would recognize that name. We did. Mm. Um, we did another kind of pop punk band, uh, Asking Alexandria. That's <laughs> what we did. Oh yeah, we picked the worst ones. That <laughs> <laughs> is actually good stuff. Anyway, but you loved it. But yeah, I loved it. And Good. you're right, it's all the same. Good theme. It's nothing Good theme. <laughs> it's nothing new. They're not like they're not good they're not influential. No. No one in ten years' time are gonna be like, oh yeah, like all time low influences. Like it's I not. started my band because of yeah. all time low's ninth yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing anything new. No one really cares, but I'd still have it on all the time. Mm. Love it. I think it's mental. <laughs> I just think it's so mental. <laughs> I, there'll be someone listening to this like literally that Velvet Underground album is what they grew up with and it's their favourite thing <laughs> and you just said that a ninth <laughs> album by some rubbish pop punk bands that not many people listen to anymore is like it slaps but I'm then it's like but that's what time. I grew up with yeah but well, maybe I mean? there's a maybe there's something for you just to look outside of your <laughs> own <laughs> new genre Ooh, nah, that's over yeah. absolutely not Fantastic. sorry just pause. Someone's cooking something amazing. Can you smell that? Mm, bacon. Mm. Little bacon. That bodies. smells incredible. Uh, they're mm. tensors, tensors out. It smells like fat though, that. Mm, well, that's what <laughs> tensors sound incredible. Smell incredible. <laughs> and sound incredible. <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. Mm. What did you think, Adam? <sighs> I think I've got to really agree with Grace. Mm. Come on. You're Come on. Come up. That is so crazy. Opening track. Love that kind of second mm. half of it, the, the mm-hmm. final third where it kind of really goes to a bit of a pop punk. God, we love it. Well, it's, it's so standard. Mm. There is nothing exceptional about this album. Yeah. But Not it really. is the sound of. Like they but break what? down to half time. Well, of course they do. It's of course pop punk. they do. But why do you like boring things? No, no, it's no. It's not boring, it's not though. There's something even in I like, I'm into pop punk. I'm uh, in that right. at the moment. And with it's the summer. weather now, this yeah, weather. I know it's summer. Yeah. Isn't it? right. But this is the most basic version of it. It's not even the good <laughs> stuff. Sandwiches. <laughs> Chicken stuffing. <laughs> Basic. Basic sandwich, that. But my goodness, how good is it? Yeah. And then sometimes you don't mm. want it, but you still want a sandwich. You want the genre of sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. have a little roast beef. Ooh. Never done that. Yeah. Roast beef from... Beautiful. Samey. It's still just two pieces of bread with some ingredients in Tuna. You love a tuna, right? Love a tuna. Beautiful. Sweet corn in there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay that it's the same. Still great. Mm-hmm. Still stands up. What this is showing me is that you guys are creatures of habit. Absolutely. Oh, massively. But so are you. No. Nah. Anything with a weird sound, you're like, oh, this is so great. But that's but that literally isn't a being a creature of habit, is it? No, it's it like is. I'm gonna listen to a genre I'm not into, and I'm gonna learn to like it. You know what I mean? And there were aspects of of Velvet Gods that I really I you liked. About to say this. <laughs> There's aspects of this that I did like. You know. No, I. I but. It does this all the time. They don't push the bows out. It's no, not different. No, no. They're not breaking the genre. I don't think there's anything new to be done in that genre, if I'm honest. They know what works. That they that do. genre has reached its peak of mm-hmm. creativity, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. okay. That's fine. I, th- I, I like this album, but what gets me is that we're about to say, <laughs> you know, you guys are about to say that you prefer this 100%. over the Velvet Underground <laughs> album. And I just think that is the most wild thing I've ever heard. Mm. But I just think, do we look nostalgia? I is, wasn't there. How can no, it be no, nostalgic? No. But, but like, but 
nostalgia and, and even secondhand nostalgia because it like becomes this iconic, supposedly iconic thing. It See, just and it and it's happening yeah. on both sides because we're nostalgic for like all the pop punk stuff we listened to yeah. when we were thirteen, and we're like, yeah, that's why this is so much better. Yeah. And then you, Matthew, yeah. are like secondhand nostalgic for this. Oh, but it was mm. such a cool mm. time, and it was never been done before, and mm. that's why it's groundbreaking, and that's why it's better than mm. this. And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it hinders and helps. I feel, mm. but um. Lou Reed can get in the bin. Yeah. Garbage. The whole album. But without Lou Reed, you, you're not getting this, you know. <sighs> yeah. You know all, that. But is that's that true? That's all right. True? I'm all right. It's true. I don't, not it's sure true. I believe that. Oh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, kids. I, it's I was there. <laughs> I just. Yeah, but I, do, I don't I know. That's all right. Because without Lou Reed, you're not getting Patty Smith. Without Patty Smith, no. you're not getting the Sex Pistols. I don't think this oh, album. Without the Sex Pistols, nah. you're not getting. Nah. <laughs> Nirvana and without Nirvana you're not getting Blink-182 exactly (laughs) and without that you're not getting all the time I don't think this album was doing that much it's a simple family tree that's how it works I think that's what I'd like to see I want to see some interviews some direct correlations I want someone to go I listened to Lou Reed and it made me and it changed my life and then down the line but they won't say that they'll say I listened to Nirvana and then Kurt Cobain goes I listened to yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably Kate Cobain listened to Velvet Underground. I feel like Velvet Underground was probably quite a big influence on Nirvana. But when we get to Nevermind. Oh, what an album. And Grace, you say, <laughs> this is proper shite. Oh, I'd rather did. listen to Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> like, we're going to have... I absolutely would. I say that about every album ever. <laughs> okay, not Lewis Capaldi, because he's actually good. <laughs> but somewhere like, I'd rather listen to... McFly. Yeah, I'm just... I just don't understand. <laughs> I just can't comprehend that world. <sighs> and so, I, you know, I, I liked both these albums, but mm. I know which one I thought sounded fresh, mm-hmm. and it wasn't this one. Fresh. You, know I mean? you thought Velvet Underground sounded fresh. Super fresh. That's the word you would use, fresh. Like, I heard that Sunday morning, like, thing, and I was like, oh, I've been working on this intro, and I've been putting a piano on that. Why don't I <laughs> not do that? You know what I mean? And that was literally 60 years old, like, but... Revolutionary. It's still educating me here. Yeah. Where this, you know, this is this uh, all time low ain't educating one thing in me. I think they just haven't aged well. Who? They're all underground. But I don't. I think that sounds timeless. Nah. I th- I think in ten years you're gonna go. Wow. Did I ever listen to that? No. Nah. Nah. Oh, what a great album! Forgot about this. Let's nah. play it again. <laughs> Um, okay. I don't know. It's... We can we can agree to disagree. Can't I think we? there's going to be a lot of disagreement. <laughs> but I yeah. So you just to go there. All time now. You'd rather pick this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think much would change if if Velvet Underground's album didn't exist. I don't think it's influential as people true. make out. It's not true. I I think it is. How can you say that? I just don't think it was that influential. But you're not understanding history, though. <laughs> and I wasn't there, so who knows. You went there. Neither was I, just to be clear. <laughs> okay, should we do some ratings? Yeah. Right. What are you going to vote? Uh, Rates. Rates. 2.5. I think I'll go slightly above that. I think I'll give it a three. The, sorry, this song, we're listening to the album, is it? This, I've got English blood from my American heart. That, that is the lamest lyric. <laughs> I've ever heard. But it's pop punk. 
You're not supposed to no, really listen to the lyrics. It doesn't matter what genre it is. It's <laughs> proper rubbish. It's a rubbish lyric. Well, hold on. Pop punk I'd doesn't make sense to someone tell me I'm proper jacked up on heroin. <laughs> no. And I love sitting in the park. No. That has more depth to I've got English blood but an, an American heart. Don't they say something so about, about the prostitute, like punch her in the face or something? What do they say? I, so, I but it's... I'm not saying let's go. God, you're about let's to justify that. I'm not saying let's <laughs> oh, go. Kill all the I'm saying it's got more depth to it than I've got English blood but an American heart. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Does it have it more depth? One, it means not one thing. If you're trying to tell me that you got a citizenship for both, that is the stupidest thing. <laughs> or if you, it's just the stupidest thing. Anyway, Adam, what are you rating the Velvet I, Underground? I think I'll give it a three. Okay, I'm slightly generous with it. Matt's so done with this podcast. No. Matt, well, Matt you know. remember the reason why he did not <laughs> wanted to do This three-month break wasn't long. Sorry, I had a break. <laughs> we, actually, we actually split off. <laughs> <laughs> There's tension. This is like the White Album recordings when none of us are actually in the same room. Yeah. We've all just recorded us separately. Imagine a world where someone's like, oh my God, are they okay? They split off. So there was lovely. tension right on there. <laughs> um... I, I actually don't love it that much. Oh, you right. know what I mean? So I'm probably, yeah, you've defended no, it to the hills. But, but I, can, I can appreciate history. Oh, that's yeah, what yeah. I, do you know what I mean? It's avant-garde. So I can appreciate art. It's so avant-garde. No, don't start saying words like that because I'll, I'll rate it a five, you know. <laughs> that was spicy. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.8. I thought you were going to be like 4.9. No, I thought it's good, but you know, it's not, it's not like... Yeah, yeah. It's not my thing. Oh. But there were elements that were really good. I oh, enjoyed so. listening to it. Well. It's not in lists of like 1967 albums. No, I mean. <laughs> should it be them. this high in it, the top 100? But it should because we just talked about that, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, shut your mouth. It's we just right. talked about the reasons why <laughs> all the fans <laughs> come from this. You joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Showing that again. I'm just this me. family tree. <laughs> God. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's probably so time we should quiz. I think so, yeah. Who's, I agree. Who's winning right now? I believe it's you. Oh. Mm. Oh. Two to Before one. we do, yeah. would you like to know what next week's albums are? Oh, oh yes. As I totally just, you know. So... Next week, we are going to listen to the latest Lewis Capaldi album, woo, 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 which is woo, very woo, exciting, woo, woo. which just let me get it up. It is called Broken by Desire to be Heaven Sent. Mm. It's got mad titles, Annie. He God loves the long one. And they're connected, kind of. They are. The fact that it's... Div- was it divinely inspired to a to hellish extent? Wonderful. And we're going to listen. You ready for this? Go on. It's excited, you know. I wonder if I'm going to be the only person excited. But <laughs> we're going to listen to Ready to Die by the Notorious B.I.G. Oh. Shut up. Come on. Why do you love the Notorious B.I.G.? I love it when you call me Big Pop. That's why. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Notorious, wasn't it, B.I.G.? I think so. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. So that's next week's or September's album. Yeah, we'll find September. out. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Shall we quiz? Let's. Hello. I'd like to quiz. Well, my mama said quiz me On the other side of town Yes, my mama said quiz me 
Cause she didn't raise no clown My icky bricky heart is asking Begging, pleading you Just to quiz me a baby Or I'll be through Miss that. Okay. So, <laughs> do you hear? How, is it torturous having to hear that? Every no, week? actually, it's quite, it's quite fun. It's, yeah, it is what it is. Um, your babies, you got to be proud. I'm very proud of them. Oh. Do I listen to them when I'm on my own? Maybe who knows? Oh, wow. <laughs> Am I that egotistical? You better. Um, no. You better so, believe it. As we said before, two mm. one to you, mm-hmm. Grace. You're winning. How do you feel? I feel excellent, to be honest. Okay. Now I know it's only temporary, but here we are. <laughs> Listen, you, I, you should still be delighting that you won a Beatles. You didn't win I a Beatles quiz. A Beatles week. A Beatles, Beatles week. Come on, true. There's on spices now. You normally get absolutely shattered. I'm This wasn't really done on purpose, but there's no theme. But okay, bananas. There's a bit of a theme here. No, Andy Warhol. Art. What did art? What did Andy Warhol say? Paint. Do. Paint. Um, Very famous painting of his. Tin beans soup. <laughs> soup. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today's quiz is about soup. <laughs> I am Cliff and Tin beans soup. Tin beans soup. So, um, that's that's a quiz that's staying. Is it tin? Is it a beans? Is it soup? Um, so this this quiz is all about soups. So excellent soups from around the world. Love a soup. Mm. Do you know? You know you've made it in life when you've got time to make your own soup. True. Our mum makes a good time. soup, doesn't she? I make yeah. my own soup. You make his soup. Yeah. Maybe this is where I need to get to. I love to. It's brilliant, just... you know, it's dead easy. I love I love making a potato soup, potato mm. leek. Easy peasy. Boil those potatoes, smash them, no. done. Before we get into the quiz then, just very mm. quick fire. Mm. Favourite soups on three? Three, two, one. Pea and ham. Parsnip. Parsnip. It's a carrot and coriander for me. Is it? Oh. Love that. Sorry. Chicken and sweet corn. Oh, oh yeah. But it's yeah. got to be thick. Proper got that egg white in it. Yeah. Mm. Make it so thick. It make, like me, make me dangle off the spoon. Make me vomit and love it at the <laughs> same time. Yeah. Smash There's it. a little prawn cracker Dang. in there. Oh, yeah. God. Sounds like an all-time though, something. Let's go get some <laughs> soups. Dangle off the spoon. Anyway. So, Grace, as you are winning at the moment, um, it's up to you. Do you want to go first or do you want to defer to Matt? I'd like to go first, please, Adam. Go first. Okay. Imagine there'd be some quiz music. Question number one, Grace. Ready? Probably the best known of Asian noodle soups. <laughs> Pho has attracted a large following in the West in the past few years. But what meat generally goes into it? This is what Paul McCartney was talking about when he wrote Pho You. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no idea. I'm going to say you. pork. Pork. Because for some reason, I think, you know, pork goes in wontons. And I know there's no wontons in this soup. But I'm feeling pork. What's an Asian soup? Yeah. You are wrong. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Can you ask the question again? Uh, probably the best known of the Asian noodle soups. Pho has attracted a large following in the West in the past few years. What meat generally goes into it? I've never had it, you know. No, it's same. really good. It's um, really good. Hmm. I, I, I apologise if I'm mispronouncing it. I would say it's pho, but it might be pho. But I think I've it's always pho. said pho, but I'm equally not I, Asian. I've seen in a pho restaurant. That is, it's pronounced F-U-H, but I could be wrong. You're both equally not Asian. That's what you just said. We are both equally not Asian. That is very true. Um, Give me a meat. Chicken. 
Incorrect. Beef. They're also available in chicken based, which is called Ferga. Half point. Uh, and vegetarian versions. <laughs> it's traditionally made with a rich aromatic beef stock and various cuts of beef. Matt, <laughs> your question. Number two. With chicken stock as a base mm, and yeah. leeks as the main ingredient, cocker leaky soup has become a signature dish of this country. Where can you find cocker leaky soup readily on the menu? It's definitely Scottish, isn't it? Bit of cocker leaky. Oh, I hear that. I hear that. Okay. <laughs> Got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So it's one nil to me. You just don't think about it. You just. Just bam. Bam. Okay. Grace. Yeah. In yeah, yeah. one of her books about social rituals, the author Margaret Visser tells us that it was a customary that it was customary to serve which drink with the soup course in Edwardian England. So you want the drink. The drink. The you tea. want the drink. So what goes with soup? <laughs> You're taking this on board, right? I am just <laughs> answering. As the as the soup course in Edwardian England. With the soup course. Mm-hmm. Water. Water. Yeah. Correct. Matt, what drink goes with soup? The first What course. soup? Any soup. Just Any soup. Just, it's a drink that is customary to serve with the soup course in Edwardian England. <laughs> oh, that's hard, isn't it? That is. I don't know. Shelly? What are they drinking in Edwardian England? Hang on, Shelly. Shut up. Bloody smash that. <laughs> How do you know that? up. Edwardian. Can you see this in my glasses? <laughs> <laughs> I've had to say something that's ridiculous. Edwardian England, isn't it? Incredible. Just pick the oldest drink you can think of. That is incredible. That's 2-0 to you. What? That is. Who's getting bevy with a soup? Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm that's... getting bevy on soup at this this stage. There you go. Matt, your question. <laughs> no. I'm appalled. 2-0 to Matt. He's smashing it in the soup game. Come on. Gazpacho is oh, a yeah. cold oh, soup yeah. made primarily... From what? Mm. Well, every soup must have water in it, right? So. <laughs> not no, accepting. Not <laughs> no, you'll accept it. I'm, no, no, you'll accept it. Sorry. <laughs> Who's the soup master? You said primarily. Yeah. No, stop. Gazpacho <laughs> is a cold soup made primarily from what? Mm. What about what about your cream-based soups? They've not got no water in. They, everything has water in. Shut up. <laughs> I've got water. I'm 70% yeah. water. <laughs> Stop it. You cucumber. <laughs> Talking about water. I'm going to pesto. Oh, incorrect. Pesto. Mm. Tomatoes. Correct, Grace. Oh, Bam. Come on. Is that 3-1? Three, one? three you know one. what those tomatoes are full of? 2-1, two, two, sorry. 2-1. Two, those tomatoes are full of water. <laughs> Just so. Um, Grace, back oh to you. Oh, God. I didn't like that. <laughs> We're back on cockaliki. Oh, so old <laughs> recipes for the Scottish Scotland. soup cockaliki call for which fruit to be added to this tasty chicken and leek soup? Uh, I'll give you some options. Oh, right. Okay, thanks. Give some options: uh, apple, mm. prune, mm. papaya, oh, lime, lime, lime. So apple, prune, papaya, lime. I'm just going to remind you, Scotland. So I'm going to say yes, papaya Scotland. is not on there. I was going to say, yeah. Sorry. Apple, what was the second one, sorry? Prune. Prune. Apple, prune or lime? Papaya or lime. Papaya, very fun to say. Papaya. Lime. That's ridiculous. <sighs> Correct, Matt. Okay, so it's in a cockaliki. It's got to be apple, isn't it? 
Got a bit apple. Incorrect. It's prune. Oh, Although yeah. not often used today, original recipes call for adding prunes during the cooking process uh-huh. and using julienne prunes as a garnish. Uh-huh. Um, Matt. Mm. Woman, I want a soup that's popular in Mexico and made with tripe. What soup does my husband crave? That sentence doesn't make tripe. So imagine I'm in a restaurant. Yeah. Waiter. I'm going to take out the sexist element of that. <laughs> waiter. Woman waiter. Get here now. I want a soup that's popular in Mexico and made with tripe. What soup do I want? I don't know any Mexican soups. Mm. It's not a thing I know about. Okay. Do I hazard, hazard a guess? Mm. I don't want to be racist, so... If so I, don't be. It's, it's, <laughs> very, it's not hard, but it's a very simple. <laughs> mm, I don't know. <sighs> Leek and potato in it. Leek and potato, incorrect. Minestrone. Ooh, it does begin with an M. <gasps> it's not minestrone. Mexican soup. No, it's called <laughs> me, menudo. Oh. Tripe's stomach. Menudo is widely regarded as a great hangover cure. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's because of all that water in it. <laughs> Grace, Grace is dead. Mm. Do you guys know the score? I've not kept track. Of two, two one still. still two yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're back on. We're back on. Fuh, or okay. Okay. So, Beef. Is a traditional soup made out of noodles and thinly sliced meats. Fuh, mm. Not fagar. Not fagar. Because I've learned. Yeah. Though that doesn't really matter. In this. <laughs> From which Asian country does fur uh, originate? Ah. Uh, have you already said it? Oh. oh. I'm going to be annoyed if you get this. Uh, I can give you some options. But, okay. What? Yeah. It's the easiest yeah, yeah, question. Not every, not every question has options. Uh, Asia's yeah, massive. Is, Asia's absolutely mean? massive. Just, it goes, yeah, Asia might be massive, but Ball Street's down the road. <laughs> Everyone knows restaurants. Do you know what I mean? It says outside it. It does. Does it? It does. It does. So here you're up. Right, well, he lives here, so. Okay. So give, give me an option. Not been on Ball Street? No. Your options are uh-huh. Vietnam, oh. Indonesia, oh. China, mm. India. Vietnam. That that is so ridiculous. <laughs> that is correct. Too old. You don't, Too old. You don't deserve that. You know, it only began in northern <laughs> Vietnam in the early 1900s. I just oh. thought it'd be like an, an old oh. recipe. But. A tradition. A tradition. Oh, dish dish. A tradition, if you will. <laughs> and I will. If Grace wins this. Well, let's see if you can answer this next question. It's too all at the moment. Spices and soups. It's all to play for. <laughs> this is for all the croutons. Croutons. <laughs> Matt. And this one's got options as well. What's it best of? Are you just going to... I've got loads of questions, yeah, so we can Okay, well, when it... Okay. <laughs> uh, Matt. Let's do fair. What are we on? 2-2. Two, two. Uh, two, two. This is question eight. Well, let's get this. Best of three. <laughs> best of five. Yeah, best of five. Okay. This okay. is question eight. Okay. Matt. Yes. Which type of fish stew... Typically oh, no. has onions, tomatoes, and herbs or herbs, and is served over French bread. Let mm, me give you. Herbs. Let me give you the options: chowder, cassoulet, mm. bouillon base, mm. or gumbo. Mm. Oh. Oh. Mm. That's so, fish stew typically has onions, tomatoes, and herbs served over French bread. I don't know. I didn't know chowder and gumbo were different things. Chowder. I, I am. Um, <laughs> chowder. Chowder. <laughs> it's a great episode of The Simpsons. Chowder. I am going chowder, though. Are you? Yeah. Incorrect. 
Gumbo. Oh, incorrect. <laughs> it's a booyah base. So confident. Booyah base is made from fish stock and usually contains at least three different kinds of fish. Booyah. So. All right, Gracie, go for the win. Great. Was it? Albert i not playing anymore. Sorry. It's a word. Albondigas. Uh-huh. Albondigas. Soup. Can be found in many Latin and South American countries. Isn't that what you said was your favorite before? <laughs> what what is the main substance water that can be found? <laughs> what is the main substance that can be found in this type of soup? Albondigas. Oh, well, I would love to be able to speak that language mm-hmm. so that I could know what it was saying. Bondigas. Literally saying beef soup. Water beef soup. That's what it means. <laughs> Bundigas, oh, that beef. Have you, have you given like options? There are no options. Oh, wow. Bundigas. Bun. Beef. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to you. Beef. Beef. Oh. Beef. Heart. Beef liver. No. no. Oh. Okay. Steak. Oh, no. Meatballs. Uh-huh. Meatballs. Now, I couldn't get that to you because they might be beef meatballs. They might be pork meatballs. They might be lamb meatballs. I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, okay, okay. There's nothing like a warm bowl of fragrant French onion soup on a cold oh, winter's day, as you well know. What usually tops a properly prepared bowl of delicious French onion soup? <gasps> mm. Which I've never had, but I really want to try. Cheese. Mm. Oh, that's correct. How is it? Yeah. So it's bread, and then there's cheese on the bread, and then you put it in the, you broil it in the oven or whatever. <gasps> yeah, mm. it gets a little little crust on it. Yeah. Oh, on the bread, not on the soup. So you got the soup, yeah, and then you get like a lid of bread, wow, like French loaf bread, crusty, mm. and then on top of that is cheese. Wow, put that in the oven, yeah, crisp it up, brown it up, nice, wow. and then you cut through the and you have it all in one. I reckon you burn your mouth because you've never had it. You know, not a lot. Of oh, I fantasize about French <laughs> soup all the time. I've never had it. I really want to try it. It sounds impeccable. Wow. Um, so that's three two to Matt. Is he one? I have one. There you Woo! Go. Matt, you are the soup of the You're day. You're the soup man. Come on, well soup gone. of the day. Cream that means of the for the next episode, you need to bring us all some soup. Can't be both. As we meet at half eight, <laughs> or Scrannan's <laughs> soup. Just take... It'll be winter by then, it'll be nice and cold. So. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. <laughs> Hello, I'd like to quiz. Oh. Well, my mama said, quiz me On the other side of town Yes, my mama said, quiz me Cause she didn't raise no clown My achy, breaky heart is asking Begging, pleading you Just to quiz me, baby or I'll be through. Fantastic. Well done, me. Well done, you. Well Woo! done. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, scores are 2 2. It's all to play for. I wonder if we're doing best of three on this quiz round. Yeah, I well. think so. Oh, okay. So next round <laughs> next one's in. takes it. Takes Come it. The winner takes it all, as said. Fantastic. So. Uh, just a reminder, the next week's albums mm. are Lewis Capaldi's latest album, 
and Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G. Vicky, come on. I'm really excited to see what you choose as a topic for the next quiz, Adam. Are <laughs> you calling me Big John? <laughs> me too. Dead rappers. Uh, wow. <laughs> Maybe we could do that. Name the, name the shooter. Oh. Um, <laughs> is this album called Ready to Die? Ready to Die. Hindsight. 2020 2020 prophecy right there <laughs> fantastic well thank you all for joining us today thank you guys thanks for yeah. coming back <laughs> if they have don't, don't assume <laughs> Free to assume. Uh, have you been sleeping without us let's be honest that's a good point <laughs> does that make you feel good that there's people been lacking sleep no, for three months because of you it's really it's really troubled me right now in the Kept second that i've realized <laughs> fair enough well, we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you have a great week. Uh, and yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.